Welcome back to Of Dice and Friends, your weekly serving of magic, mayhem, and misadventure. I'm Joey, your host and dungeon master, and this is the beginning of part three. For those of you who have listened up until this point, our sincerest, well, I was going to say sincerest apologies. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry you listened this part. So sorry. Damn. Thank you. You suck. Uh, I'm, Thank you, and we're sorry. We're sorry we <laughs> suck so bad. <laughs> and for anyone who's just starting, welcome. Uh, I am joined by my cast of friends. Hi, everyone. Hey, Joey. Uh, cast of friends. Yeah. But I, I don't know if I like that cast came before friends. <laughs> I pay you to like me, right? I guess. Yeah. If that's what the money's for. <laughs> well, and all their Wait, things. you're getting money for this? <laughs> Hey everybody, Nolan here playing Mo the Monk as always. Uh, so you know how over the holidays, did any of you guys hear about like the crazy like plane stuff that happened? I don't want to like name names or like throw companies under the bus, but do you hear about like how all the flights got canceled? Oh, yeah. And stuff? Yeah, yeah. Well, I got I was like involved in that and it was really annoying. Um, I ended up I was trying to sue the company because they had lost all my luggage, but I ended up losing the case. <laughs> are you proud of yourself no <laughs> hi i'm greg and i play jr randstar um going on some fan theories let's talk about courage the cowardly dog hmm. i bet everyone watched that when they were younger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a great show, dude. It gave me like nightmares. It was too creepy. Yeah. Return the slide. That's the one. <laughs> so a fan theory is that everything wasn't as creepy as you thought. It was all in the perspective of a dog, <laughs> and that's why the the two elderly people were never that scared. Because it was just the dog's point of view. It's everything like a mailman was, would show up. Yep. And he's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> and it was there to return a package. Return the package, <laughs> and the dog just heard it differently. <laughs> wow. Uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Hey, everyone. I'm Rachel. I play Tana, the tiefling. Um, you know, before we started recording today and we were just shooting the shit like we do, we were talking a lot about magic. And I love magic. It's why I started reading fantasy. It's why I ultimately became a fantasy writer. Like, it's the greatest part mm -hmm. of fantasy, in my opinion. So I wanted to ask you guys, soft magic, hard magic, and if you say soft magic... Why are you so terribly wrong? <laughs> I mean, personally, I'm a fan of hard punches, which is why I play the monk class. Fair enough. <laughs> What's the exact definition? I don't even know the difference. So that's a great question. So soft magic is like Harry Potter, right? You wave a wand, you can do whatever you want. Like you might know a spell or two, but like it doesn't require energy. It doesn't require any sort of sacrifice. There's, there's no essentially, hard rules, there's no right? limit, right? There's no hard rules, no limit. Whereas hard magic is like Patrick Rothfuss magic. Like um, that is a magic that is bound by hard rules, right? And if you've ever read any of my books, I love blurring the line between science and magic. So everything, it, it feels so real you think maybe it is because it's bound by scientific laws. Hard magic all the way. Yeah. Uh, Sanderson is my one of my favorite authors, so and he's yeah. he's big on that. His um, allomancy yes. and all of the rules in there, I thought that was amazing. Yes. In the Mistborn trilogy, mm -hmm. right? That's mm -hmm. where it's from. Love that. One of my favorite systems of all time. I'd go even harder physics based. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the contrarian here. I like soft magic. And let me explain why. Because Gandalf said it best. A wizard arrives precisely when he means to. So it could it yeah. could be it could be hard magic, but we don't know. 
Because he meant it that way. So who knows? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? I, I agree. I like soft magic, actually. Because there's no limit to potential of imagination. Oh, that's nice. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a decidedly. <laughs> I'm going to take a decidedly. <laughs> Sorry, it's just here. It just stared to me. He made the sound effect. Kaboom. Uh, I'm going to be uh, like take a middle of the road position, which I think it's contextual. I think it depends on the, the background story that you're trying to tell. So if you're setting it in a modern, current setting, I think soft magic can be a little bit hard to swallow. Whereas if it's like in some sort of like alternate universe or you know, you've created a, a world that you know, enables soft magic to exist then i think that works better but aaron yeah. i gotta be real with you it's a lot harder to swallow if it's if it's hard <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody this is aaron i play finny and the elf and uh yeah i'm looking forward to this evening's episode it should be pretty cool i think you actually play finny and uh mo's drug dealer now so. <laughs> yeah exactly well not just you i think heen too <laughs> Hopefully it's not highly addictive for gifts. It'd be really bad if I had. <laughs> yeah, mushrooms it. not even once. Yeah. Hey, it's Sarek. <laughs> I play Heen the Gith. Um, I'm looking forward to kind of a chiller episode this time because those last few have been absolute chaos. Yeah, you guys have been through the ringer, haven't you? Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I feel like you were just sort of put in the middle of chaos. You didn't bring chaos the last couple Bitch, weeks. Bitch, I am the chaos. <laughs> you brought extra chaos. You you amped it up. That's what you did. Well, we'll yeah. see how this episode gets away from me. So oh, yeah. uh, with that, I think it's time for our story to continue. <laughs> uh, boys, I'd like to make a toast to bread, without which there would be no toast. <laughs> here, here. Uh, wow. Channeling, I'm channeling Nolan in that one. That was good. Cheers. Chapter 23, Friends in High Places. Last time, the party entered a war zone where the Kingdom of Belior retook the city of North Harbor from the Triton Empire. There, they rescued a Triton woman with the help of an Asimar criminal. Uh, during the ensuing battle with the leader of the Seekers, Finian froze up, nearly leading to J.R. and Heen's deaths. Tana broke her mysterious rock, uh, unleashing a dark power that allowed the party to escape Belior atop a bronze dragon. Ocean waves crest underneath you, spraying salt up into the air. In one hand, the dragon carries Tana, unconscious and smoldering. In the other, he carries the Triton Woman. The rest of you sit atop his back alongside the Asimar who helped you escape. When the shore is far behind you, the dragon breathes a deep sigh of relief. My name is Nylamadakis the Just, though you may call me Nilo. I was only expecting Rodal and the Tritons, not the rest of you. To whom do I owe the pleasure? Joey, for our audience, can you, like, clue us in about how dragons are seen in this world? Because this is our first direct interaction with the dragon. They're seen as badasses. <laughs> well, I had an unfortunate run with the dragon <laughs> prior to the events of this campaign. Dragons are fairly rare, and they're kind of revered. Um, there are ten colors of them, and depending on the color, they, they're known for different things. Uh, bronze dragons, in this case, are regarded as defenders of sailors and the coast, mm. so they're, they're seen in high regard. 
That's so cool. They're kind okay. of like the guardian no. angels of the coast. Uh, hello, Nilo. I'm J.R. Randstar. Pleasure to meet you. And I'll pat him on the back since he can't shake my hand. <laughs> he, he sniffs the air. You smell of summer rain. Who sent you? Oh, yes. Uh, who sent me? I don't know. What, Finny, what are we doing? Well, uh, I, for one, have a mission to complete. Uh, I don't know what happened to Rafirim, but... Hi, I'm Finian Amorless. Sorry, Nilo, that was rude of me. Greetings, Finian. You are digging your heels into my wound. I ask you refrain from this. I'm so terribly sorry to have caused you further pain. I'll adjust my seating position. Thank you. Um, Nilo, I might have some, uh, ungent that I could apply to this bare spot here that I've been irritating. <laughs> There's a, a moment of hesitation. Very well. Uh, just a moment, please. I rummage around. I pull out a, a, a small jar of what looks like some kind of brown paste. Smells something awful. <laughs> I, I, I apply a little bit to a small patch. Does that feel any better? It does, in fact. Where are you from? I'm originally from the Paths of Mercy. I suppose you would be. Yes, I've come a long way from home. And I've been a long way from home, too. Indeed. We're most grateful for you taking us away from such danger. What of you, Gith? You do not reek of seeker magic. Uh, great guardian uh, Nilo Maracas, I am Heen, and you are correct, I am no longer a seeker. Uh, you are familiar with seeker magic, then? Yes, the leader did this to my side. My scales are missing, and it is his doing. Well, I mean, if it's uh, any consolation, uh, Mr. Dragon Guy, uh, I'm pretty sure he's in a different reality now, so there's that, <laughs> which is, I think, cool. I know not what you speak, but I don't either. <laughs> it is good news, should it be true. I apologize for your uh, pain and suffering at the hands of Ong Doon. Uh, know that you are... Not alone. He is a uh, bad man. A bad noodle, in fact. <laughs> he drops altitude towards the sea, aiming for one particular wave. Though as you get closer, you realize it isn't a wave, but a battleship. Painted to resemble the ocean, it moves quickly, even though it has not a single sail. Many of the Tritons working on deck take a moment to curiously watch you as he lands aboard. Welcome to the high tide. You may now vacate my back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll hop off his back, but I don't know. I'm going to be a little hesitant here because uh, I don't know how much these guys know about that we're kind of involved in this whole situation. Allegedly. <laughs> we, might have helped. we might have facilitated it uh, before we get before I get off Nilo's back. Nilo, would you like a little more of this ungent before I go? Yes, please. And the ingredients. Yes, I can share that with you. I share the ingredients. I put more of the ungent on whatever I have left in the jar on his injuries. He'll very gently set Tana and the Triton woman on the deck. Uh, four sailors rush over to carefully carry the unconscious Triton woman away, though your attention is drawn right back to the dragon who's scowling at the hand where he was carrying Tana. Wisps of smoke rise from black scorch marks in his palm. 
This tiefling, she is a daughter of Mount Orum, yes? So she says, yes. It's our understanding. The fire giant sorcery runs deep in her veins. It's a miracle she still draws breath. Even greater a miracle that the four of you still draw breath. Yes, it was quite an extraordinary circumstance we just found ourselves in. You happen to have more of that mixture for my palm. I do. Let me see if I can find another jar. Uh, image through my I could use some too, Finian. I could feel my skin pulsing. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm I look sorry, over what at, did you just say? <laughs> I look over at JR. You ever and, had a burn? You can feel your heartbeat through I it? guess, but what a... <laughs> yeah, it looks like you have some scarring and, and like damage to your skin, right? I mean, you've got... Yeah. You took some serious... Fun side note, lightning scars are very, very cool. They're all like dendritic and they, they look the same way that silver grows, like just splintering across your body. So you will look pretty badass. <laughs> uh... JR, I don't know if this ungent would be the right to treat that type of injury, but I might have something better for that. Hmm. So I give Nilo, um, I use the remaining ungent that I have <laughs> yeah. on his claw, and then I tell him the ingredients that he needs to find for this, including the mushrooms. He'll, the, he'll thank you, um, and then he'll look around at the tritons who are watching. Uh, great guardian, if I may ask, you see more afraid or concerned of uh, Tana, uh, uh, our tiefling uh, Tana, then you were of Angdun. Is there something we should know? I understand Angdun's psionics, but her magic is unpredictable. She is a ticking time bomb among you. I'll glance over at Tana, who's, I assume, just laying on the uh, deck of the ship. Is she doing damage to the deck of the ship? I mean, if she Yeah, she's burning the wood. Yeah, I'm So we need to find something to... Well, I mean, if we throw some water on her, that's a terrible idea. Hey, we had buckets last time we were on a boat. Do you look any different, Tana? Or have you, like, changed in any noticeable way? Um... No, I don't look any different. Um, I think that there are still... Um, like little explosions of magic happening um, and you might still see some wisps of black smoke um, and my staff which one of you grabbed last time right? Finian grabbed. Oh great. Yeah, Finian. Um, God I guess there's a crack in the obsidian now. Apart from that though I still look like your lovely cheerful <laughs> albeit unconscious tiefling. Who is yeah. now presently slowly burning a, burning a hole through the deck of the ship. <laughs> I guess me and that staff have the same thing in common. We're both cracked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I understand your uh, knowledge of magic is substantially superior to any of ours but uh, I do not understand what you mean by a time bomb is she primed and growing stronger or Elguth the fire giant was the demigod of pandemonium and his children carry with them his chaos some more than others if that magic can bubble out of her veins into the surface reality itself could break in ways that we cannot understand. 
Ah, this is much to think about. Uh, thank you, great guardian. I'll give him a bow in the classical human way. Now, I apologize for the lack of warning, but I must summon Emperor Carvis. I'm sure he wishes to speak with you. Wait, like, like the emperor? And he'll begin casting a spell. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! <laughs> <laughs> Moisture from the humid air begins to swirl and condense in front of the dragon, uh, and it takes the form of a regal triton in form-fitting armor. Both the dragon and the Asimar, who hasn't said anything, both of them kneel before the water simulacrum, who stands with hands clasped behind his back. Do you kneel? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm not trying to die today. <laughs> I'm already on the ground. Yep. So yes. <laughs> Good job. Way ahead. Yeah, I'm kowtowing <laughs> with my face. Uh, Finian bows his head. He doesn't kneel, but he certainly okay. stoops. I'll maintain the bow that I'd already started, and uh, but I won't kneel. Just redirect it to yeah. the emperor. Okay. <laughs> I'll bow. Uh, is, is the emperor the emperor of everything? He's the emperor of much of the southern world of Vitara. Okay. But not the capital anymore. Uh, was. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, until... Yeah. Right. Uh, until the orcs reclaimed Belior, uh, he w he had conquered Belior. Belior belongs to the orcs. <laughs> now, now Belior belongs to the orcs. No small measure due to us. <laughs> your majesty, these mortals rescued your daughter from the maw of Belior. And the, the emperor will regard each of you. Rise, all of you. Tis I who owes you favor for your aid then. Though what fate befell my son... Uh, ooh, um, uh, Your Highness, things did not go well in Belior. The orcs overran North Harbor and caused great destruction and damage, killing many. We hope your son was not one of them. His jaw clenches and he considers this. So much lost to such frivolous hate. We will mourn the fallen later. For now, tell me, what do you call yourselves? We're the Noodles and Company. <laughs> he raises an eyebrow. The, the what? The oh, Noodles and Company. Wait, 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 wait. Um, one second. Oh, great and supreme awesome emperor. Uh, can we have a moment to discuss something? Hey, he's just not my quick? emperor. Jar, shut the fuck up. I'm <laughs> from Democratic. He's right. <laughs> Yes, you may. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'll give him a, a bow that I haven't... I mean, I have a bow since I've seen Sensei. Aww. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll huddle the four of us who are still up. Okay, guys, um... No. Uh, uh, listen, I don't... Do we do we actually right now say that we're Noodles and Company? Because I don't know. Is that tied to what just happened? Is that name tied to the rebellion? It might be. I don't know. We are we're indirectly involved in word of our... Involvement you, may not have spread this far. Yet. I'm asking this: Are you thinking ahead? Is Mo thinking ahead? I've been going through changes. <laughs> did we just get like a big picture question from Mo? Yeah, we did. Wow! When you look at me, you actually see me a little surprised. <laughs> I, my mouth was partly open, as if I was about to say the same thing. And you beat me to the punch. <laughs> Maybe we are in a different dimension. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Mo. Merchandising and branding is very important. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> our faces are branded all over the island as wanted 
Yeah, this guy magic. doesn't like that country. I think we can get good favor by telling him we hate those people. We're wanted for our use of magic, not for our involvement in the rebellion. Yeah, but see, I'm pretty sure that you guys are wanted for your magic under the emperor. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Wait, I thought he, ruled, he rules Belior and sorry, magic was outlawed. Sorry, because sorry. of King Sogrim, magic has been outlawed in Belior for 300 years. When he conquered it, he allowed the kingdom to maintain its culture. And so oh. he didn't interfere with their seekers with their okay, hatred of magic. Okay, okay. You're right here, and I can still hear you. Oh, yeah, we probably should have moved. <laughs> I do not have time for a long, drawn-out conversation. I'm here to reward you. So name your reward. Uh, Gold. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Treasures. The, the ASMR will speak for the first time. Give me a small ship, no crew, no questions. Well, I have a question about that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that coming out of your cut? Is that the question? No, hang on, hang on, hang on. I want my reward to be one question about what he's doing. <laughs> the, the emperor will raise a curious eyebrow at the request, but nod. Granted. And the rest of you? Do you have any talking swords? <laughs> you want a talking sword? Yeah, I lost we mine. We did recover one south of Belior some time ago. What? What? <laughs> that is an oddly specific request. Yeah, you should throw that sword back in. <laughs> Better yet, it should be destroyed if possible. Yes? Yes. It's quite dangerous. Yes, I can have something made for you. Nice. Um, I only have one request, and that is to get word to the Immorless family in mercy that I am still alive and still pursuing my mission. Very well. And what is your name? Finian Amorless. I shall send word. And the rest of you? So, I'm standing there thinking for a minute. Uh, the first request is in proxy for our companion, Tana, the tiefling uh, on the deck. I believe she would want this, and I'll reach over and take the staff from Finian, uh, fixed if it is within your power. He'll make a, a gesture with his hand, and one of his sailors will come over and, and take it from you. I will, I'll nod respectfully to him, uh, and then forgive me if this is too large of an ask. I ask that you, when you retake Belior, you disband the Seekers. When I conquered them four years ago, I made the mistake of allowing their culture to remain. I see now what a grave mistake that was. You have my word when I reconquer Belior that the Seekers will be no more. I'm actually surprised that that worked. Um, I'm speechless for a couple seconds. Uh, uh, um, uh, thank you, your magnificence. Uh, you are very generous. And I'll give him the classical gith bow. I look forward to working with you noodles and company in the future. Your Highness, I'm terribly sorry. I do have one or possibly two more requests to make, and I did not think of them in the moment. He gives you an impatient. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make this brief. We've lost two members of our party. One of them, Rafiram, another druid like myself, and the other, my faithful companion, Dergus. Uh, in the service of helping your daughter escape, I might add. 
Very well. I will send a search party for them. And uh, one more request, if I may ask. Yes. We are trying to make our way to the swamps north of here, and I don't know if this ship will ever intend to go near there. It does not. However, I can send for a ship, if that's what you'd like. Yes, that would be most appreciated. In the meantime, I will have you escorted below deck so you do not cause problems here. Particularly your tiefling friend (laughs) seems to be burning a hole in my hole. (laughs) Sorry. Dismissed. The Emperor says, and the water simulacrum just splashes to the deck. Back to normal water. I I look over to where Tana is lying unconscious on the deck. Um, I think I should try to revive her. Uh, I can try my best. I don't have... I don't know if I'll have great success with the kind of magic that seems to have overpowered her. No, that's that's fair, man. I got a few ideas, too, so if those don't work, we can try them out. I'll go first. Does anyone got a bucket? <laughs> <laughs> I'm shooting Nolan with a dirty look. I walk over to where Tana's lying, and I, uh, I'm going to do a medicine check on her and see if there's anything obviously broken with her. Right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I mean, where to start? That's <laughs> uh, like a 15. Uh, she has a massive bruise on her head from where she was hit by a club. Uh, she has multiple lacerations around her body where her clothing and then the skin underneath is torn. Uh, there's a part of her face that has started to turn to dust. Uh, what? Whoa. Why did you say that? That escalated so casually. Yeah. Um, uh, I like my face. She is, uh, of course, literally smoking. So, uh, that's bad. Um, um, I, I, I believe that Tana is grievously injured, and it seems like she is starting to suffer some sort of decay effect. A is part of it, her skin is turning to Is that contagious? Dust? Did she get hit by lightning too? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I don't know. I've never seen anything like this before. She is breathing, however, very erratically. I'm going to try to cast, you know, cure wounds. And see if I can do any good with that. Sure. Okay, so I cure whatever. I'll do a third level. So 3d8. The Healing. The lacerations close, and the cartoon-style bump on her head reduces <laughs> in size. Uh, but her face is still dusty, um, and the smoke still rises. I'm going to show the others what's happening just so they understand what I'm concerned about because you're standing there I'm like do you see this right here it looks like her face is Finian she literally like ripped a hole in reality I mean like I feel like she got off of this pretty pretty well (laughs) I I don't know though I'm not a doctor if this continues she may end up dying so I don't know how to help her um I mean like okay so you've done all that you can do (laughs) I've never seen this before okay hang on and I'm gonna run off I'm going to come back with a big old bucket of water. Okay. You- and I'm just going to splash it right <laughs> on her face. Oh, my God. You're so lucky. I'm unconscious. <laughs> she does not react. Uh, okay, I only have I one more idea. I could have told you that wasn't going to work. You're only going to succeed in drowning her. <laughs> I- I've heard of amputation. Need we remove her face? <laughs> <laughs> no, no he- I don't think that will help. Only part of her face is necessary. <laughs> She needs that part. Uh, do you think it's a curse of some kind? I have no idea. We know that she channels this sort of chaos, this pandemonium, but I don't know anything about how to treat these types of injuries or the consequences. What if you cure it with absolute chaos? 
I don't have absolute chaos. <laughs> no, you just have to think of something wild. Yeah, I, I know. know. I'll do a backflip. <laughs> <laughs> I could try to use some of these various uh, pace. Uh, Dungeon create, Master, can create. you get them away from my body? <laughs> Please. I guess I could try putting some of the some of the healing balms on her face, but I really don't think that's going to help. If and when I wake up, I'm going to be slathered in ungent. Stinky ungent. Stinky <laughs> ungent. Here, so. Covered in water, burning a hole through my clothes. Like, uh-huh. you might actually just not want me to wake up at this point. Yeah, put her out of her misery. Hey! <laughs> hey. There is an ocean next to us. Jesus! <laughs> I thought that's what you were suggesting. First of all, that just the neatest way to end a tiefling. Yeah, that's Dumping conscious. her in a massive body of water. You know what? Somehow... Deep in my subconscious, I hear this. Scene. I hear it. <laughs> you hear it from the table. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty meta. I've got one foot in that dimension and the other foot in the meta gaming dimension. It's possible. <laughs> Hold on, no, just just hear me out. Is there any? No. Is there any like ink and quill, like a quill and some ink on this on the ship? I mean, you could grab someone because I have an idea so I'm gonna go get some squid ink because I assume that's what they're using (laughs) and then I'm gonna draw a mustache on her does that work (laughs) what the Uh, hell are you doing Mo come on man it might work we don't know it works it works in that she now has a mustache drawn on her face I'll kill you all okay I'm out of ideas why is everyone (laughs) stealing my stuff (laughs) (laughs) I totally totally drew a JR mustache on her I go through my bag of mushrooms and other herbs that I've been gathering, and I look to see if there's something in there that I might try to apply to her face. I will walk up and try and cast Remove Curse. It works. Okay, so as I walk up, uh, you see some rain just appear above you, kind of astral rain, and it just rains on you and goes through you. And as it goes through, it's kind of washing away the, the dust. Is her face restored, or is there just a chunk missing now? I'm not healing anything. Give me my face back. <laughs> no, she's just removing the curse. And apparently she's been cursed, which is great. She now, just, she now just has some dry skin. Fitting <laughs> <laughs> in the lotion. <laughs> I, I think that's about all it's good for on her now, but that was remarkable. I don't even know how you did that. Mm, I don't either. It's just something I can do. So she looks improved yes great but she's still unconscious yes well we're not going to wake her up up here let's get her below deck and he said we should all be below deck as well we should be careful handling her you see that she's burning into the deck right now i mean what are we gonna put her on when we get down there i'll move a single hand and just thrust it out in a platform a small little like moving platform will appear oh yeah they'll do it and i'll pull her onto it you realize at this point there's a Triton who's been waiting for you to, oh. to escort you below deck. <laughs> Mo, he'll point you to where the ASMR is, and then he'll motion the rest of you to follow him. I didn't, I didn't even see there. Sorry, man. <laughs> so, wait, what are you doing? I'm going to go find out. I want my reward. Okay. He, I want this guy's secrets. Oh, I forgot about that guy. The, the ASMR is standing, uh, uh, looking over the railing of, of the ship. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'll head over that way. Okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna head up to him and lean next, lean lean on the balcony next to him. Find somewhere else to survive. Well, I I will, but in the fr- I I don't know if you heard my reward from from the emperor. Um, I want to know what you're doing. Leaving this boat. Yeah, but where are you going? Why? What does it matter to you? 
Well, because you have like you're so mysterious, and it's, <laughs> it's intriguing. I'll approach. You did stalk us, after all. Uh, he'll he'll his body his muscles will tense as you approaching, uh, and he'll he'll ignore you, Mo. And now he just turns to to you, Heen. You should have lost more than just your eye that day. What are you doing here? I had my suspicions it was you. The raw hate, yet control in your eyes told me as much. You know, it's funny. I learned that day not to use conventional weapons. You're the first person to show me that. And there's no words I could possibly say to you to make it right. Why did you spare me? Because I saw a liver of myself in you when you watched your parents die. Die? Watched my parents die? You want to try again? No, I do not want to try again. There are no words, so perhaps there are actions. And I'll gesture to his sword, and I will lower my hands just down by my side and close my eye. Get your revenge, if it would help. Without hesitation, he draws his blade and thrusts it through your neck. Right as it's about to approach, it catches on something and the blade deflects, missing me. A small little wedge of psionic energy and I open one eye. No <laughs> smile. No laugh. You're a coward. How did you feel in that moment? Did you feel the vindication of your entire life as you were taking mine? Did you feel that justice was finally done? I can answer that, and I don't need to read your mind. The answer is no. His eyes go past you, and he's just looking off into the distance, and the anger and anguish in his face falters just a little bit, and it looks like he's listening to something. Not you, but something else. And he nods, and then he refocuses his eyes on yours. Do you think... I do not suffer constantly. Do you think that the rage and pain you feel inside you is not something I also live with daily? You're not trying to make me feel bad for you, are you? No. But even emotionally, would it not make more sense to force me to continue this existence? <laughs> You're not even worth the effort of cleaning my blade, he says, and he slams it back in its scabbard at his side, and oh. he walks away. Oh, my. It is written, he says. You're all escorted to uh, a small room below deck with a bunch of chairs around the, the walls, and there's one big window that shows out to sea. Tana, unfortunately, is still unconscious. Um, and Heen and Mo, you eventually also are escorted to this room. After about an hour of waiting, there's a knock at the door. I mean, yeah, it's awkwardly <laughs> quiet. So I, yeah, I'll just I'll get up and walk over and open the door. 
Outside stands an elf with a missing antler, his blonde hair and green cloak a wet mess, and at his feet is a pig. Um, behind him stands a pair of Triton guards. Uh, the, one of the guards addresses Finian. He claims to know you. Is that true? This is true. Dergus, come here, boy. <laughs> the guards nod and leave. Uh, allowing Dergis and Rafirum to enter the room. So, so the funny thing is they don't know whether I'm, I'm responding about Rafirum or the pig. Rafirum, it's good to see you. Hi, Rafirum, it's good to see you too. He, with a deep sigh, he uses his hands to get his, his matted hair out of his face. I'm glad to see you're all alive. Is, is Tana all right? No, Tana is unconscious, but we've managed to stabilize her injuries. And thank you to JR, we were able, he was able to uh, remove some form of curse. I suppose that causing, that's what it was. It was causing curse. her face to dissolve. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Your antler, will it grow back? Not naturally, no. Perhaps if I were returned to the path of mercy, I could have it regrown. What? Elves don't just like lose their antlers before <laughs> they go like on a, a mating spree, <laughs> right? You could just say, you, could just say uh, you mean you, you, you aren't going to wait for the next rut? <laughs> <laughs> next time we see Rafirum, he'll have a little nub. <laughs> uh, Rafirum will give Finian a dirty look. And to you. What the hell were you thinking back there, Finian? What do you mean? You're so naive, you don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? I have a suspicion I know what you're talking about. First, you see a wanted man stalking us and say nothing. Second, you drug your allies in a dangerous city. Then, you freeze up in a moment. The moment things go south, Tana would have died if I hadn't intervened. And last but not least, you allowed that monster of a man to close the gap to the party, nearly killing all of us. And all of that was in under an hour, Finian. Less than one hour. You almost got all of us killed. He also gave me drugs. <laughs> I already <laughs> mentioned that, but thank you, Mo. <laughs> if I may say... In my defense, those mushrooms for me provide uh, relaxation, but also great focus. Finian, you are not taking this very seriously. I am taking you seriously. And <sighs> I, I feel terrible about what happened to JR and to the Triton princess. He, he looks to JR and notices the white scarring that's crisscrossing your neck and cheek. My arms are folded and I'm just glaring at Finian. <gasps> are you scolding him too? <laughs> What were you thinking? Well, about which part? <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to see the problem. Let me let me ponder your question for a moment and see if I can come up with an answer that's satisfactory to you. Yes, exactly. You're you what know do you mean? nothing of the world, Finian. You're such a you're a child. How could you possibly hope to make informed decisions? You're not a gith, you're an elf. You're, and a druid at that. Your instincts are naturally sharper than just about anyone. You need to listen to your gut or you'll 
die. Or worse, your friends will. Uh, I think you mean die again. <laughs> um, I, I, I have felt recently that I have been adrift and, and, and frequently stuck. I, I, I have acquired so much power so quickly and I've had no guidance from anyone in the order. None of the elders are present. When I was sent on my mission, I was accompanied by you, and you were one of the junior druids of the order. And, and I am just an initiate. Now I have acquired power far beyond what is expected by this point in my life. and I don't know what to do with it. His expression softens a little bit. You're right, Finian. You should have never been on this mission to begin with. I did not want you to join, but your mother was very persuasive, convinced that you would bring much. But the, your power is years beyond where it should be at your age. You're right. You should be back in the path of mercy, training with the elders. And you can be. You could return there right now, Finian. But you won't, will you? I feel like I still have so much to learn here. I've discovered so many new species of mushroom and herb that I've never heard of. And you know that I'm trying to follow in the footsteps of my mother and become no, a scholar no, in these arts. No, no, Finian, you have it all wrong. I Once druids would discover their own path through the world. After all, what wisdom can be gained from following a known trail? But our ways have long since grown stagnant. You, you don't need to follow the footsteps of those before you, Finian. You'll learn so much more from following your own feet instead. These are wise words, Rafir. Do you feel that other members of the Order share your perspective? Not enough, frankly. No, but that, that isn't the point. The the world is much messier than we know the path of mercy to be. Out here, we don't have the luxury of weighing every option, of making sure that every voice is heard. We either act or we die. You need to act, Finian. When I confronted Ong Dun, it was my intention to act. But I know that I have, I have failed my friends here on a few occasions either making wrong choices or not making a choice quickly enough. But in this particular case, Ong Dun offered me almost unlimited power. And what did your gut say about his offer? I was conflicted in the moment. No, your brain was conflicted. Hey, points to Heen. He would be conflicted, but not you. Your gut told you that he was a monster. You knew he was lying. In the middle of these battles, I see my friends are injured, and I draw upon their power, and I, I, I seem, it seems like I can use their elemental energies the way they do. I've, I've seen you do this, and it is alarming. I have not seen a power like this used in my 300 years of life. Ong Dun claimed to have a similar power, and I was immensely tempted. He communicated with me, I think telepathically and offered me the ability to learn under him. Out here, you won't find guidance, Finian. The only guidance you have is the wind at your back and the dirt beneath your boots. Stop thinking so much. Listen to your gut. 
Is it? Is it? Is it? I'm like scratching my neck and, and shifting this whole time. Is it? Is it hot in here? It's hot in here. You know, I just gotta get some air. All right, I'll see you guys. I'm just gonna bolt out of the room. Finian, look what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is what you did, Rafiram. You may not know, but Mo is experiencing the opposite effect of what Finian has. I will apologize to your friend, Mo, and I will learn more about him as we travel. But understand for now my concern is Finian. He was trusted to me. And I can't let him die on my watch. Having nothing else to say, I'm going to stand up and walk out. Tana, your eyes open to nothing. Vast white emptiness from horizon to horizon, except for the soundless black bonfire that rages nearby. Somehow it seems to recognize that you're there and that you're aware of it. And it speaks with the sound of many voices, some familiar, some not. Why do you hide? I'm not hiding. Why do you lie to yourself? I... Because I'm afraid. I will show you. All you must do is accept. I... I accept. In an instant, your vision vanishes as if all light in the universe has been extinguished. Slowly, your sight returns. But as your eyes adjust to make sense of your surroundings, your subconscious reels against knowing. Do you persist or do you flee? I persist. You kneel in what could best be described as your mother's throne room carved into the base of Mount Orem. The throne itself is constructed of obsidian and backlit by flowing magma that spews heat and toxic fumes into the room. Lounging in the chair sits not your mother, but Karzire. His jet black hair and goatee both show gray at their roots. His fingers are steepled before him as he leans forward. I won't ask again. Where is the boy? I, I, I don't know, Karshire. I, I, I wouldn't lie to you. Trust me, Donna. You'd rather answer me now than answer to your mother later. So I will ask you one more time. Where is he? Please, please don't hurt him. I, I don't, I don't know. Do you you want to die, Tana? Do you think your mother will protect you? (laughs) You delusional brat! I am far more useful to your mother than you are. I won't let you use him the way you use me. Abruptly, he stands and stalks over to you. Fist raised, he brings it down on your face, and you clatter to the ground. Is this how you want this to go? I'll wipe the trickle of blood that's coming from my nose and look at it and laugh quietly to myself. The edges of my vision are going hazy and I feel it coming. So I hug my body as tightly as I can, rocking back and forth to hold it in. (laughs) You little coward. I'll tell you what. 
I enjoy your hatred. It'll destroy you sooner or later. And he'll bring his fist down again. I won't let you hurt him the way you hurt me. If you don't tell me now, I'm going to find him myself. No. And I will hurt him so much more, no. Tana. And that, that'll be on you. No. Yes. No. Oh. No, Carsire, don't. Don't. He... I'm put, begging you. He raises his fist to hit you again, but he doesn't. Instead, he turns to leave. No. Carsire, no. Come you, back. You had your chance, brat. Carsire, no! No. Tana, your vision goes black again, but this time only for a moment. And when it returns, Karzire is on the ground, his skin burning. Karzire, I... I'm backing away. I don't know exactly what I did, but I... It's going to be bad. If he knows, if he wakes up. He is unconscious, but he's stirring mumbling something incoherent under his breath, and another voice echoes through the hall. I, Not his, but your mother's. Oh, good work, she calls. But before you can turn to see her, your vision fades once more, and with it, the memory fades. At that moment, Tana, you wake up in a room on a ship, rocking back and forth. The only other person in this room is J.R., I will skitter backwards on my hands and feet into the corner and just hug my knees, rocking back and forth. I can't remember everything that I just saw, but whatever it was, it was really bad. Now I'm on a boat and everything's <laughs> bad. I'm, I'm covered in water. I'm still down. And so I'm just going to be rocking in my little corner on the boat, wrapping my tail around myself. Mm -hmm. Oh, Tana, it's okay. We're on a boat. We're safe. The <laughs> seeker's boat. gone. Boat's not safe. Boat's <laughs> wet. Water. <laughs> Small, creaking. <laughs> There's no water in this boat. Where's my staff? Your staff is fine. I, I think a triton has it. Not fine. Cracked. Cracked. It's not fine. Uh, we can fix it. Can't be fixed. Won't be fixed. Oh. Can't be fixed. Uh, I, I can go get it for you if you really need it. <laughs> Would you just sit with me, JR? I'll just sit down next to Tana. Just... Not say anything. I'll put my head on your shoulder. Oh. <laughs> hey, Mo, how are you? So uh, I'm leaned up on the balcony this time, still looking up in the sky, looking at the moon this time. You you got up and left rather abruptly when I was talking <sighs> to Rafirm. Finny and I just, I, I don't get it, man. They're, so it just, I, I don't know. Is this like what we're supposed to learn on this journey? I I, I need to calm down and make decisions, but... But you need to speed up and act in the moment. I just... Is, I this, is this what we're supposed to be doing? Is this the whole concept of balance? I, I, I just... I don't know. It's just so hard for me to understand. Because I mean, like, when you told me that I need to calm down and make decisions, that made sense. And I thought I need to take a step back. But but apparently you're just as rash as I am? I, I think you might have answered your question without realizing it. There needs to be balance. I have been too far in the extreme of hesitation and thinking too much about my actions where you have given almost no thought to your actions. I, w I wonder if that's 
Do you think that has something to do with, I mean, like you're, you're from the night side. I mean, it's, it's dark and quiet and slow and I'm from here where the sun is always up and it's always busy. Always. Maybe this is the whole concept of balance and maybe what we're supposed to do is is teach each other what we know and i can give some light to the dark and you can give some dark to the light i mean like do you think about we could start like we could call it like jin and jang no no that's dumb we could call it yin and yang (laughs) what an astute observation mo i never thought you capable of that when i first met you i'll stand up a little more excited a little bit of passion well let's let's do it let's help each other out let's let's teach each other You'll be the mighty Mo Finn Power Rangers. <laughs> oh, <God>. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I quit. I'm going to retire on that Mike note. Drop, boy. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. That was good. Yes, under the moons in the darkness of Noctara, we move very slowly. The elves, we take a whole committee to make a decision about whether to move a rock or not. It seems like in Vitar, everything moves at a breakneck pace with decisions being made with hardly a thought. And I think there is room for balance in this, in making decisions at the right time with the right amount of contemplation. Okay, let's let's do this for real. We'll, we'll teach each other what we know. And I'll put a huge loogie on my hand and... Put it out for a handshake. And, and I grab a little bit of mushroom paste and smear it on my hand. And I reach uh, my uh, mushroom Finine, stank you, hand out at you. Finian, can you not touch me with that? That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> and we shake. Before long, a smaller Triton ship picks you up to bring you to the mainland. It only takes a few days, but on the third day... The swampy nation of Miaram appears on the horizon. JR, from your perch up on the deck, you feel a sense of peace. With the wind at your back, you feel that maybe you're following the right path. And maybe, maybe it's just your imagination, but you could swear that you hear the wind whisper, It is written. And that's where we'll continue next week. Didn't the ASMR say that? Yeah. Thank you. What the fuck? Thank you all for listening to our podcast and a special thanks to our deities, Linda Mundorf and Pete M, our Celestials, David Green and Ironjaw, our hero, Chris Matowski, and all of our adventurers. If you want to affect the story like they did, come join us on Patreon. That's all I have for today. See you next week. See you guys. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.